Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome back to Mother May I Sleep With Podcast. I'm Molly McLear. And wow, today's episode, we really did work to bring this to you today. Whether or not it's going to be exactly like the audio journey that we sometimes go on on this podcast, this episode is was very much loved. It was very much fought for. It's like a difficult pregnancy. I have with me today my friend, Marissa Fauci, who frankly, I don't even know. I When I was going through my brain about how I might have known her, I just asked her to do this podcast because we've been following each other on Twitter forever and she always makes me laugh. And I feel like she's a lifetime-y personality. And I was like rocking my brain trying to think of how we knew each other. And then for some reason, like she mentioned she was in Austin and I was like, did we meet in a bathroom drunk? Because I feel like that's the kind of like girl you are, you know? And so all that said, Marissa and I tried to record most of this last week and then we did, but the first 20 minutes were lost. So we're now re-recording the first 20 minutes. If it does sound like there's a shift or whatever, uh, about 20 minutes into it, then that's why. Hi, honey. How are you? Hi, I am good. I mean, you know how I'm feeling, but I'm ready to do this. (laughs) And I just say that like we were chatting briefly. I was telling you like my cats get me up really early and you sent me a picture (laughs) <laughs> of this blind big cat. Black, is it like a Maine Coon or something? I don't know the names of cats. Just like you thought my 75 pound boxer <laughs> was a Chihuahua. Uh, that's what I think of every cat. I just know that what it's orange tabby cats that are mean assholes, right? I think they're like, I th- yeah, I think they're conniving. Yeah, a bit. Well, I think this is an Maine Coon, whatever you just said, and it's blind. And I wrote, yeah, so I wrote back, like, what a beautiful cat. And you wrote, just wrote back blind. <laughs> <laughs> it took me out. I was dead. Like, <laughs> no. Okay. So let's get into yeah. this movie. Your husband is mine. We've already talked about this movie in great detail, but what drew you to this movie when I sent you a selection? Everyone loves a crazy bitch neighbor film. I feel like if you're going to like, cringe hard on the Lifetime film, it's going to be one of these. Like, The Girl Next Door. I mean, the twist here is that I guess they dated before, but, you know, Girl Next Door, crazy. I'm going to kill the girl. The innocent girlfriend who is doing nothing, or wife, who's done nothing at all, is going to die because I'm obsessed with this guy. Those are great movies. I loved it. such a mediocre man to be obsessed with. Oh, just like golf all day? Yeah, golf all day. Okay, so let's get into, like, the 
main part of the movie. So we open up on a city at night. I think it's supposed to be like LA or somewhere near the area. And then we cut to this exterior of, I mean, I wrote in my notes here, an expensive looking suburban home. And I feel like I either they mismatched the shots or I was delusional the first time I watched it, because in reality, in the daytime, both of these houses look kind of bogus. They suck. <laughs> they, suck. <laughs> <laughs> they like fucking suck. And like, how did they afford them? I mean, what they're like, I feel like they're more townhomes than anything because of their size. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, or sometimes they look really big from outside, but then like in reality, you just know they're not working with great space. Like it's a real, I don't know if there's such a thing as like a curb hogger, but it feels like something that just takes up unnecessary space. So there's this like old man in his house watching a Western movie by himself. And I did have a thought when I was playing my notes. Do you think it's like, is it always racist when an old man loves a Western movie? No. Okay. No, no, it's not. Okay, good. I didn't want it to be, but like the more I wanted to like wax poetic on how sweet it is that I think some old men love Westerns. I was like, well, wait, what's that really about? You know what I mean? No, I think every old man loves Westerns, just like men, like dads love World War II facts. Right. Okay. Like war movies. Yeah. That well, that's like there's a big crossover in our IMDb. There's a lot of guys who like review westerns and war movies, and then also Lifetime movies on their IMDb <laughs> review pages, and it shocks me every time. But like, I guess, hey guys, if you're listening, I did not mean to call you racist, okay? Yeah, but yeah, so it's like a total like just scream moment. That's like kind of how I would summarize this scene where he's like, "Hello," and he like gets back to his couch, and then he calls out, "Hello" again. He like goes to the back door. It's a fake out. The intruder is inside the house and like, I don't know, strangles him or puts a bag over his head or something. So then we meet Katie for the first time. Katie is endlessly athletic. She is in 24 seven workout gear. I do think I said in the original intro, I don't know if this will be a thread throughout, but (laughs) I know maybe, you know what? I was going to say, Last time we talked about how ripped she was. Yeah. And I also said that I think she has an eating disorder, but I'm going to take, I'm going to take that back. What's that thing where it's like you work out all the time I forgot. or something. There's well, there is a thing called orthorexia where you are just obsessed. I think it's not obsessed, but you're very controlling of what you eat. Mm, yeah, no, this girl just like she I mean, I think we get to it a little later on, but she doesn't really have anything to do except for work out. So she comes out on the lawn wearing like khakis and a purple crop top and it's like <laughs> bright teal towel on her head. And she sees that there's a new neighbor moving into the old man's house next door because he had just passed away. We don't even know that yet, but she sees just like the back of this woman like leave the house and she has her hair down it's like long brunette hair and she's wearing a teal top that like matches the towel that katie's wearing on her head i wanted there to be a metaphor but i don't think there was but basically the way this woman louisa we're about to meet she directs the movers in her house in a very like never needed a man type of way she knows where she wants everything to go she's not worried about saying it she's not whereas katie that's the opposite of katie Katie would move her couch by herself. So yes. And then 
I, I mentioned she, another reason why I chose this movie is because this actress looks like Caitlin Bristow from The Bachelorette. That's and you right. Said, yeah, I remember because I remember you said this character. Wait, they've showed they've showed her face already, right? She's seen how she looks in the front. Yeah, they. Sh- well, we. I mean, I'll tell you guys now that she's the same. She's the same lead actress from Killer Dream Home, not the one who was like the seductorist, like ho- like interior designer, the girl who was the actual home flipper. It's, it's her, and she does this like very intense performance as always. I think that's what she's best at. But the chick who plays Katie is very, like, even keeled. She's Mm -hmm. a very, like, and I mean this in the best way possible, run-of-the-mill type actress. Yeah. Well, so then she later... She brings the fruit basket. The fruit basket. Yes, the fruit basket. We have to go there. (laughs) So she, like, is like, okay, I'm going to skip over to the neighbor's house and drop off this new fruit basket. And it's, like... I mean, it's just spares from around her house. So we've got like a stray banana. You pointed pointed out that there's just like a mysterious box. And I think might have been like whiskey rocks or something like you just get at the office. And and there was also like these, it it was just unattainable. Like it wasn't professional enough looking to feel like Katie went out and got a fruit basket, but it wasn't so haphazard. The the grapes were fully intact on the vine. They were all on the vine and they were red grapes. And you never see that whenever you buy grapes, they're always falling off the goddamn vine. Like half of them are off. And I don't know, like, I think I would have appreciated it more if it was like in a ceramic bowl with like a stray shampoo sample and like, you know, maybe a mini toothpaste or like a nail file. Like I would have it seemed like a little bit like a, a collection of stuff that was going to go bad the next day. Yeah. This was a metal wired basket that was like used for a plant or something and then just thrown and I say, it over. Once you're there, just go crazy with it. Just start putting in things that you don't want that they could use. I think that that's a nice present. So she goes to a golf course, Rancho Park, and she's playing around a golf with her husband. They are at this golf course constantly. Her husband, Dan, I guess, is mostly there for work. But now that I think about it, I think that the golf course might have just been a way to get like a cheap set for as many days as they needed it. That like wouldn't change. They could kind of, I don't know, like it just feels like an easy outside set. But I'm going to play this clip here of her playing with her husband. 315 to 341. Still no sign of our mysterious neighbors? Nope. I put a note in the welcoming basket, though. Well, maybe they don't want to be bothered. Aren't you curious about who moved in? I mean, how'd they sell the house so fast? They haven't even buried him yet. I'm sure we'll find out soon enough. Someone's watching them from behind the bushes, which, I mean, you guys, if you've listened long enough, you know, that's what they all do. But Dan is like, Dan, actually, the more I rewatch this, the more I realize that he is more emotionally removed than maybe I put together the first time. I think that, or just, I honestly, I've come to learn that guys just kind of don't give a shit and I guess that does have to do with emotionally removed but like he's just you know like why do you care disappointing yeah she's bored I mean like what do you what do you expect like look at she just works out and draws she's bored she wants to know what's going on 
Yeah, you're so right. You're so right. And he doesn't encourage her at any point. Like, it seems like almost he's like, Katie, stay at home. Keep doing. Yeah. Yeah. Where, I mean, I would like to think that like, you know, if some guy moved into the neighborhood, I could say to my husband, like, oh, look, there's a new buddy for you down the street. (laughs) Why don't you go introduce yourself? (laughs) This is the part where, I mean, it doesn't say there, does this, well, actually, is this the part where she says um, she's young and she's hot? That was supposed to be the part, I guess, but. Yeah, but so just, she's a little insecure too. Like there's this hot young chick that just moved in next door. Yeah. And like, there's really not much of an age difference between them. The only way that you can see an age difference visibly, in my opinion, between them is like hairstyling and wardrobe. Oh, for sure. And we're going to meet Katie's sister later, who's like hot. And so I'm like, why don't you take your sister? Like Katie's over here breaking her back to make your art store work. Like, why don't you take her out and bring her to the stylist? So we cut back to the neighborhood and this is where Katie is a children's book author who apparently also does recipes and she does call-ins to morning radio channels, which is like, it's just, this is bonkers. I'll just play this clip here. 351 to... 445. Listening to Madison's Most Love Station with me, your host, Arlene Tucker, for the Tucker Talk Show. Joining us now, children's author and illustrator Katie Gatewood. Hi. Your husband, Dan, is an architect, right? He is. He draws houses and I draw people. So, what are you doing for your next book? Um, it's kind of a work in progress, but it's about a determined young boy. I'm sure our listeners are excited to read it soon, which brings us to the big question. Do you have a recipe for us today? Actually, I do. Eggplant Parmesan. It's in the oven right now. Remember, we'll be uploading the recipe to our website. Thank you to our guest, children's writer and illustrator, Katie Gatewood, for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. This gets funnier each time I hear it because I have two things to say. Go off. First of all, you know that part where she's like, I draw people and he draws houses. Like, you know, when they she introduces herself at parties with him, like she that's her opening line right there. That's not even her line, I bet. I feel <laughs> like see, so she's so like not to be. Are a you sure? Punk. No, I mean, maybe, maybe it is, but not to be a cunt, but I feel like that's something that like someone else said to her about the two of them and oh, she liked yeah. it. And so she just like takes it out on wheels all the time as if she, it's probably an easy way for her to summarize what's going on there. But no, you're 100% right. I know people like that, not to be an asshole like that. I know. Oh no. I love, I love like when I hear someone repeat something conversationally that I know I attributed to them, I'm like, interesting okay yeah, I stu- right. oh you mean I stuck bitch okay so another is that sorry real quick that radio host sounded like a robot she did she had a very she radio did. voice like compared I mean she doesn't doesn't have a podcasting voice like that's what yeah <laughs> but, like okay in what world are children's book authors calling into the fucking radio to plug a teaser of their children's book, which is like, no offense, a 15 page book. And it's just pictures. It's not even like really words. And she, that, and that's not to take away from some of the wonderful children's books out there, but I think we can say that Becky at the ballet by Katie isn't the best book at the, in the world. Right. And 
Her illustrations are incredibly lackluster. I'm kind of surprised she gets away with this, to be honest. But then like the angle of she is kind of good at marketing herself because she does for everything she's lacking in like, you know, literary talent. She makes up for in eggplant parm recipes, which is like, who needs an eggplant parm recipe on this planet? Who? And on the radio. I mean, (laughs) like the daily radio, like this isn't even like, you know, some it's it's like the radio that you tune into, like your local one. (laughs) No, you're so fucking true. Do you know what I bet it is? It's like, (laughs) I feel like this is a callback to when like radio shows were like desperate to get stuff up on their website, but they were also discerning bookers. And so they were, cause she said like, we'll have our, her eggplant parms and recipe up on our website. (laughs) And so they probably were like, yeah, Katie will plug her book. She'll give us the eggplant parm recipe. It's like an easy 10 minute segment. And Katie just, you know, after this segment, she pops this eggplant parm into the oven and heads off in her little black dress to, of all places, the funeral of her next door neighbor. So she's like very happy when she walks outside and sees her husband was listening. Like, I don't know. I mean, it's, I guess they do have kind of a loveless marriage. Like (laughs) on my third rewatching of this, I'm finally seeing what other people are saying. (laughs) It's so much based off of their like Gosh, I don't even know. It's their interests. Like they just discuss what they just did. And this is the most boring thing in the world. You're right. Oh my God. They don't have like a commonality past what they did that day. Yeah. They all they do. I think the only like interest that they have in common is that they play golf. That is such a good note. That's like a good relationship (laughs) note. Because I feel like sometimes people don't know why a relationship isn't working. And truthfully, guys, that could be it. It could be because you guys have nothing in common besides like what you just did and what you're going to do. Yeah. Um. And then they just like go to the next place. Now they're going to a funeral. So guys, if there's a little sound difference, we're starting on zoom now. So just deal with it, (laughs) deal with it. So yeah, like her husband's like, just, he just listened to her radio show. So they go, they're going to the funeral and on there before they like, I don't know, we could, we see this scene of someone in a black hoodie breaking into their house. I guess they have a key. It's like definitely a chick too. They try to make it a mystery, but it's like obviously a slender woman. And like work out a tire. Yeah. <laughs> and so they, yeah, they like, they start to like find various items in the house where they can hide a camera. And the first one they found is like a one of those home goods, like signs that says love in cutout letters. And I just don't think an artist would have that in their home. She was definitely a live, laugh, love girl though. I know she definitely was. I mean, she's very corny. Like she's very on the nose, which, you know, there's, there must be something nice to that. Can we talk about that camera though for a second? Like what? (laughs) It's like a little dice. It looked like a, like a Lego or something. It was very small. Yeah. It was probably in terms of size, it was probably the best size camera I've ever seen in a Lifetime movie. Very tiny. And for it to be wireless too, there was nothing it was connected to just drop down. That was the nice thing about this movie. Like there was a couple like little more modern touches that weren't really modern, but typically wouldn't have been like in a Lifetime movie. So I kind of enjoyed that this had like an old school feeling to it, but some newer references. 
So yeah, there's a camera, like, you know, pretty much in every corner of the house at this point. And while they're at the funeral for this neighbor, someone's watching them from afar. And there's like this woman, Lily there that who's crying. And I think she's supposed to be his cleaning lady. Is that, I may have forgotten that part. That's not the one that they both share, right? No, because like their cleaning lady was like an elderly white woman. Okay. 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 Which I thought was like, also, you know, everyone needs a job. You know, I just am like, I don't know. As someone who employs housekeepers, I think feel like, you know, when someone's like 65 and they're up on a ladder at my house, that's going to make me feel. I'm yeah. Not- also, I mean, assuming real quick to the funeral, like assuming he didn't have grandkids because for homegirl next door to be at the front up in center at his funeral, like, wait, like, did you not have family? I, I you know, honestly, I'm going to go. I'm going to go the other way. I actually thought that like this had a decent amount of people for a lifetime funeral. Cause usually it makes it, they make it look like, like six people care yeah. that this person died. They definitely caught the uh, funeral home on a good day. Do you want to see a movie? <laughs> yeah. In reality. I mean, I feel like every funeral I've been to, there's been like a hundred people at least at the burial site. I don't know, but that might be Irish things. Okay. So Yeah, they feel bad that Lily found him. When Dan and Katie are leaving a funeral, Dan's like, why do you care? Like, it's not your responsibility. You would cook for him all the time and he wouldn't even touch it. Like, what? (laughs) You're, why are you like negging this man at his own funeral? and being like, don't worry about him. He didn't like your eggplant. He's not even someone to be intimidated by. Like, <laughs> no, that's such a good point. It does. No, that's so funny. <laughs> like, why are you so bothered by this? <laughs> no, he's like, yes, she expressed some concern for the dead neighbor, and he's like, don't worry about him. <laughs> yeah. A guy named Mr. Grimes calls, and like, he Dan picks up the phone and Katie is just like talking next to him, like a foot from his head. She's like, I hate him. He doesn't appreciate your work. He always takes you off the big jobs. Like, and I'm like, Katie, he can hear you. Dude, I was thinking that too. I was like, she's saying this pretty loud. Like he does not have her on mute. No, it's like, they're almost like, like that, uh, like kind of out of control couple where it's like, you can always hear the significant other, like talking in the front seat. But like, they're not, you're not close enough to them that they'll say hi, but like they're oh, just yeah. sort of chaotically talking in the front seat next to them. It's very interesting behavior from Katie. So it turns out that Dan actually got a promotion. And so when they get home, there's this like smell right away. Katie's eggplant is completely burnt. <laughs> I would have just like, she did it in this like ceramic casserole dish, which like, I don't know. I mean, can that kind of dish even get that hot? I don't know. I didn't, I'm in my head. Like how long were y'all gone for? Right. Cause like if that, that kind of thing is pretty quick. Yeah. And I mean, they didn't seem to go anywhere to eat after. She was probably like, I have my parm at home. Like we're good. So, you know, did you leave it at a high temperature? I guess she must've been doing like 400 or something, but yeah, no, that eggplant was burnt. I would have just, I know it was probably their wedding China. I would have thrown it away. Like, I was like, there's no way you're cleaning that. It was like charred to the bottom. It was thrown out. I don't know. Do you even like, do you like eggplant? I don't. You're Italian. Do you like it? Yeah, but I mean, 
the closest I'll get to eggplant is like when I go to Whole Foods and it's there. Right. If you like, I'm half Italian, I'm half Italian, half Mexican. So it's like, you know, those holidays were a combination of both foods, but not so like, you know what I mean? No, that sounds delicious, by the way. What a delicious upbringing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like I no hate to my people, you know, but Irish food's pretty fucking not to say this on St. Patrick's day, but it's pretty bogus. So yeah, they get dinner out instead. There's just, here's like a 38 second clip of the two of them at dinner, 1002 to 1040. We left the windows open, right? Yeah, but still. Two pinos. Thank you. Of course. Good night. That's where I left that car fight on love. Babe, don't worry about it. These things happen. Besides, tonight, we should celebrate. Your new book. I'm still trying to work out the ending, but, you know, I really wanted to write something about not giving up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I love it. Thank you. Cheers to your new book. To becoming chief architect. To Mark. To Mark. Oh, wait, maybe I'm mad slow, but like, did what's her face turn the oven way up when they were out? Did they? Maybe like the person in the black hoodie. Yeah. And also this weird line here, she goes, I swear I could have left the crock pot on low. That's like, uh, a, maybe that, have, yeah, but also that's not a crock pot. Look, I also forgot. I have this in my notes, but if you go back to the first time that homegirl snuck in, there is. I think a ring on their door, a ring camera. Yeah. Maybe they I just don't... don't pay for the subscription. <laughs> like it's just, cause I have that down in my notes in exclamation marks. Like there is a ring on their door. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, the, these movies, I mean, what are they going to do if it's a rental for a movie? They can't take the ring off. Can they? I mean, who knows, but that is definitely a plot hole. Maybe it's just not connected. I guess. So Katie's like cream cheesing up a bagel in the morning in this oversized white shirt, which is the universal symbol for I just got laid. And she's like, you know, he comes down and, you know, being very like sensual with her, I guess. And he's like, have you seen the knife I keep in the bedside table? And she's like, oh, you mean your man drawer? No, I would I would never go in there. And she seems like kind of frightened by it. And I'm kind of wondering what the fuck this man keeps in his drawer. Like, is it just like toenail clippings? Like, what could he possibly keep? Like a porno? Like, what is she so scandalized by? And their lives are not that exciting. So, I mean, what would he keep in there? His special pencil because he's an architect? Uh, Not that one. Don't go in there today, babe. Like, (laughs) yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. I think that I think she's just a prude not to be mean. Oh, she is 100%. I'm like, why am I, that's how like hungover I am that I'm being sensitive to the sexuality of this fictional character. I'm like, listen, dude. Okay. Like, no, sorry. But yeah. So Katie goes for a jog while her cleaners at the house and like the cleaner again, she could not be, I mean, I don't know. She's like an old woman. Like that's someone's Nana in there. And that's what I thought. She left a note out about how her husband's missing this knife and the cleaning lady just writes underneath it. Like I didn't see it. So yeah. And this is where Katie and Louisa are going to run into each other. I do like that. Katie goes for a run though. When the cleaning lady is there. Yeah. She's she like, just does not want to interact with her. Maybe just be an awkward interaction for them both. Yeah. There's that. It is probably best to get out of their way. 
But also additionally, like, yeah, she's just so productive. Like her energy's on another level. I don't know. So yeah, Louisa, this is where she meets Louisa, the neighbor for the first time, 1221 to 1253. Hey, I've been meaning to introduce myself. We keep missing each other. Louisa. Culver Drive. Oh, yes, you moved into 170. It's nice to finally meet you. I'm Katie. Yeah, it's nice to meet you too. I, I wanted to thank you for that fruit basket. That was so sweet of you. Oh yeah, just something small to welcome you to the neighborhood. You are gonna love it. It's friendly, quiet, safe. <laughs> well, I don't wanna interrupt your flow, so I'll leave you to it. Catch you later. Yeah. This episode is sponsored by Book of the Month. I've been subscribed to Book of the Month for three months now, and I'm obsessed. If you're a big reader or maybe even a lapsed big reader who's been wanting to get back into it regularly, consider checking it out. Book of the Month, they read like hundreds of books every month from new and emerging authors, and they whittled on the list to just the very best. They provide you a diverse little selection of hardcover fiction to pick from, which is an element of it that I really love. I can find going into the bookstore to be super overwhelming, and when I know I have about a dozen really solid options to choose from, it makes the decision way easier. Plus, it's cheaper than other options, shipping is always free, and there's a loyalty program with rewards and even lower prices if you choose to stick around. There's an app where you can pick your upcoming books and track the progress of your reading, and there are challenges on there with rewards. Your book arrives in a super aesthetically pleasing box, by the way. That's the kind of touch that I always really appreciate. Personally, I read at my own pace. Sometimes I can only get to one of my two books a month, and I keep the ones I haven't read yet on my windowsill right next to my bed so I can just see them all there. It inspires me to pick one up and read. It's nice to have options in front of you. If you're interested in trying it out, you can get your first book for $5 with code pastel at bookofthemonth.com. That's code pastel at bookofthemonth.com. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. All right. Well... I mean, she seems pleasant enough, but she does. She has these intense eyes. I would be afraid of her in real life. It is. Yes. She, I'm trying to remember, does she wear eyeliner? Sometimes maybe, but I don't think that that's her go-to look. It's just because of how big her eyes look in this film. I just could not stop looking at them. So yeah. I know. I kind of feel like it's like a chicken or egg thing for me because on one hand, like she kind of has crazy eyes. So like, 
she's that person that like you would like you wouldn't trust your gut instinct at first you'd like double back and be like no maybe i'm just being judgmental because like she has sort of like an intense stare but then like this person would absolutely like fuck your husband she (laughs) yes which she did yeah and you'd be like yeah, you'd be like, well, I should have known. I should have trusted my intuition. Well, so she describes her to what's the husband's name? Dan. Dan, right? Yeah. She's she's young. She's her new neighbor. She's young and hot. Doesn't she say young and hot? Like the way she describes her is just like, what? Where did you get that from? They're the same age to me. I thought they were the same age too. Like, I don't know why that insecurity came out of her mouth, you know? But then well, also all of the things she's been doing eating disorder things that we think is going on I'm kind of not surprised at the same time but also like Dan is an insecure man too so maybe there's just like trust issues in the relationship I wonder if she cheated on him in college or something when did when was he even with Louisa do we even know their timeline how long was everyone together is what I want to know yeah that's that's the weirdest part because it does feel like Katie and Dan have had this like they seem like a couple that's been together since like they met in college and have stayed together. That's what their marriage, like the feel of it yeah. is to me. But then, and they've, it seems like they've created like a real home that like takes, you know, you have to be living there for a while for a house to look like sort of worn in like that. And most lifetime movies, they fail at creating an ambiance like that. But like, it's, I mean, she uses the term ghosting a little bit yeah. later. And like, that feels very like Tinder era. I mean, like, sure, there was guys that like blew people off or whatever before that. Feels but it, too modern. Yeah, it felt very modern, and it also made it seem like maybe these people were just together for the last like five years or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I, well, it's also difficult to even tell their age. That's the yeah. That's the other. I think they like that because they want they want anyone from like your average like 35 year old woman watching this to like a 20 year old to potentially see themselves in it but yeah so we're we see like an exterior shot stevenson beach katie sees a neighbor it's patrick when she's biking by and she says hey what's up and he like kind of keeps an eye on her after she passes and the music gets really intense dramatic and scary frankly so Katie goes to this art store called, is it Arteria? Is that what it was called? I don't remember the name of it. Yeah. She goes to grab some art supplies. Now this is supposed to be her sister. And I would have never guessed in a million years. that this I is thought they were just best friends. This is like her stepsister. Yeah. I don't know why she needed to be <laughs> her sister. Like it, it felt like adopted maybe, but yeah, she's like, um, you know, she's there for some liner pens and, her, you know, her sister's just like, yeah, well, thanks for being here because I'm worried about my business. Like, I think this might have been a mistake. And I would feel that way, too, probably if I opened an art store. I'd probably be self-conscious that I'd made a mistake. And like a little country club area, too. Like, how many people are going to go to your art store? Just Katie. Just because she's the only illustrator in town. And like, to me... I don't know. We'll get to this in a little bit, but to me, it's like, I feel like Katie should have like her name on it in some way because she's successful enough of a children's book author that people are like asking her to call into the morning radio. And if I was her sister, I'd be like, would you like to be the face of my art store? Like then you have this like positive 
thing, this positive connection because people can identify her. It's like if Mark Brown, the guy who like created Arthur, right? It's like if he owned an art store, you want to go there because it's this yeah. famous children's book writer who like sneaks his kids' names into every book and like, you know, all these different things, right? So that makes more sense. But then this sister, I mean, I guess they're just an artistic family, but I don't know. I would have, I would have run that differently. So people are watching from outside. I think that's the most important thing to remember. So later at home, Katie's doing some yoga and there's a knock at the door. It's her neighbor, Louisa. She made a smoothie with the fruit that she brought. And I'm like, mm, there's really nothing in there to make a smoothie with. Like maybe the banana. You're not going to put the grapes in there. No. What a weird smoothie. <laughs> yeah. And that was like, got, I kind of was hung up on that. She's like, will you come running with me? So they go for a little run, 1510 to 1611. She's living in a place like this. Oh, I do. It's tough though when you work inside and you want to be outside all day. <laughs> I know what you mean. What do you do? PR. Oh, public relations. People's reputations. Damage control mostly. <laughs> so is there a Mr. Louisa? It's complicated. I didn't mean to pry. Well, let's just say I'm uh, I'm trying to get over someone. Oh, you just broke up? You know, we never actually broke up. But when a guy can't commit after 10 years. 10 years? That was way too long. I know. But he's worth it. So what about you? Who's the lucky guy? Oh, he's pretty amazing. He's kind, considerate, handsome. My sister says I talk about him like I'm obsessed, but that's cute. He sounds practically perfect. <laughs> You'll have to meet him. I'd like that. Ready? All right. Well, yeah. I mean, I just wrote like the guy that she's been with for 10 years has to be Dan. At this point, I am thinking maybe they are having an affair a little bit. Right? Like, it's too, I mean, you don't get ghosted 10 years ago and still obsessively want that person. But maybe it wasn't really 10 years ago. Maybe it was just, a. it was actually, yeah, well, we learned how they meet, but you know, maybe it was recent. That's what it feels like to me too. I don't know. But Katie, like this movie, the pacing is insane. Like I haven't watched a movie. I always pray for this where I'm like, can they just give me like a two minute scene instead of like drawing this out over five minutes? It's like too cinematic for what we're dealing with here. This movie gave me my wish and I was like, okay, it's, it's a lot. So it's just scene after scene, but Katie leaves the house later and the figure in the black hood waits for her to pull away. And once they're in the house, they go straight upstairs. They take a bunch of Dan's collared shirts and place more cameras, one in a sconce in the living room, one in a little topiary, like this whole thing. So they set up a step ladder so they can put one inside of the smoke detector. And then the smoke detector falls and they like, you know, basically jump off the stool and run before, like right as the cleaning lady's arriving. So then the old woman sees the smoke detector on the floor and she tries to put it up herself. And then we just see an exterior of the house and screaming. She killed that old lady. Before, when you said exterior of the house, how do you feel about the exterior of the house, by the way? <laughs> I thought it was like kind of unbelievable that they existed next to each other, the two houses. Like it didn't feel, maybe it was kind of California and that they, it looked like they lived in different areas. I mean, it was fine. It was fine. It was fine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I was just so looking at the rocks. Like, like I was like, is this a little Flintstone-y? 
Oh, the masonry. Yeah, just like the border of the door and I was like and you're an architect like would I, I feel like you would not choose to live here like this oh, is something that you would not want to live in that's actually an incredibly clutch point you just brought up is that they're both <laughs> artists and they have that home goods sign in their house like what is going yeah. on yeah like this is no I feel yeah. like most of my friends who are artists if you gave them a sign like that that thing would be like chopped up into different pieces being used for something at best. Yeah. If not, it would be like, you know, politely passing like it on their, to goodwill. Their bedroom too. When when they first show Louisa or hooded figure putting the camera in the bedroom, I was like, where did they get like how long have they been living here? Because that would not be my headboard if I made that much money as a head architect and kids illustrator. No, you're exactly right. No, there was <laughs> things about it that were just they they felt it was giving Airbnb. 100%. There was also lots of like little trinkets. Like I noticed like all of their glassware looked like very cheap. Like, you know, she had like some sort of like, like little glass dishes and stuff on, on the bedside table next to her, which by the way, her bedside table was chaos. Oh yeah. It had like bath and like actually what, like the bath and body works cream that like j- cherry blossom yeah bottle do you know what I mean it was like that kind of bottle and it was open and and what else did she have on the side yes (laughs) there was one thing that was just like yeah it was like a pink I yeah I guess that might have been the cream it was just so it was the cream it was it looked chaotic to me and they never show people living that normally ever on in a movie like this like it's always tidy and sterilized yeah it's almost as if it was one of the actresses homes and they were like can we just use your place to shoot this film honestly let me see if this was made because I do think that like 2019 you know, yeah I wouldn't be this is pre-covid but I was gonna say I wouldn't be surprised if I I have a theory that maybe potentially in some of the lifetime movies we've seen like maybe the actors were even staying at the houses they rented uh, the film at that's so to avoid like testing and staying in a pod so yeah. Where are we? Oh, we found Nana. She killed the, yeah, she killed the yeah. cleaning lady and Katie comes home. She's like, you know, they rush her to the hospital. Katie's like sobbing. Dan once again is like, there's nothing you could have done. Don't worry about it. Which like, it doesn't make him seem like he doesn't care. Like the way that he did about the man next door. Like it, it actually is seeming to me more that he has like a personality defect. Like he doesn't understand grief. Mm-hmm. Or like, I don't know, like that it's actually not an inappropriate reaction to be incredibly upset after finding your dead cleaning lady on the floor. So the person watching them, we see just like a person in black hood watching them, fires up the cameras while Katie and Dan are eating Chinese in the backyard. Apparently Alice's wake is tomorrow, but Dan's going to be out of town. And she's like, well, you know, I know you need the project to go well, you know, and he's like, I'm happy you have your sister here. She's like, I feel about, I feel so bad about my sister's art shop. Like <laughs> it sucks. Like no one's coming in. I wonder if there's a way I could help drive more traffic. And she seems like so stumped. And she's like, well, wait, what about a workshop? I'm like, no shit, Katie. Like, that's why your sister's art store is going to fail. Like you didn't even think about basic marketing. Like you let her set this store up and you didn't say like, I'm so happy to help you sister. Like I will absolutely as a successful children's book writer, I would love to host a workshop and get people in the door. She, I mean, I don't know their relationship. I can't even tell you what 
interest what what they share in common at this point so i'm not i'm not even surprised by katie's actions at this point because we know katie is a little self-brander because she's on the radio giving her recipes so like i i mean obviously this isn't a woman who fails to understand marketing like i wonder if she's jealous of her sister uh probably her sister probably has the brains yeah so the next day, Louisa and Katie, I mean, these two are running partners now. And I feel sympathy for Katie. I don't know. Are you able to be steamrolled by someone like this? Like, I absolutely have let like lecherous people into my life because I just like, I'm like, oh, okay. Well, like, yeah, if you want to hang out and then you just say, keep saying, yes, you want to hang out until they're taking over your life. Yes. But also I'd like to be alone so much that I'm just like, hey, I'm not down at all sorry you come off very boundaried on twitter i will say that you can i've know. learned it says yeah. if i'm tired i'm tired and i think you also know i love to smoke weed so if that's what i'm doing like anyone can come over and visit and then bye please go away yeah i thought you said like i thought you meant buy as in purchase and i was like oh do you want to say you're a drug dealer on the podcast babe <laughs> no <laughs> she's not need adderall i'm just kidding Okay, so they're running through the park the next day and Louisa's like, I thought about what you said and you're right. I probably should move on from losers who don't appreciate me. I want what you have, a partner who cares. And she's like, I'm a giver and I need someone who's going to give back to me. So, you know, this is a huge emotional development for Louisa. I mean, that's actually a big, that's a big turnaround mentally. I would be as just another chick. I'd be like, yeah, right. Like, I know we'll be having this conversation in six more months because you just if you're like on a thing like that, if you're on a tear, you're, you can't pull someone off of that overnight. Also, it's like how Katie, like, are you really this bored? Like you made a friend this quick, like you're trusting so quickly. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, she she just is maybe. Yeah, maybe she's lonely. I don't know. So they're doing this big art lesson at Katie's sister's store and like Patrick, the neighbor is there and, you know, Louise is there, of course. And they're all doing, they're drawing a cat. They're drawing a simple illustration of a cat. It probably couldn't be more than 20 lines to make up this whole thing, (laughs) possibly way less. And it's like kind of insane to think about all these adults, like sober painting a cat on a Saturday like that. She didn't make it fun, like tipsy canvas stuff. Yeah. I was going to say like pass out some wine. I know Katie drinks, you know, so Katie and Louisa get some wine after lunch together. Let's play this scene. Not quite yet. It's still a complete mess. Boxes everywhere, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, whenever's good for you. Now, if I could just figure out my love life. Oh, go ahead. Hi. That's great. Yeah, we're just having coffee at Birch. It's Dan. He's right around the corner. Why don't you come join us? You get to meet my Dan. Amazing. <laughs> I'm just going to use the restroom. I'll be right back. Okay. Hey, babe. Hey. So where's Louisa? 
She just ran to the... Sorry, had to rush off. Urgent business call, next one on me. That's weird. Yeah, what a shame. Yeah, I swear, I used to date a girl named Louisa. I mean, that's the first thing, right? Like the second a person named Louisa moves in next to me, if I dated a Louisa, I'm like, what'd she look like? And then disappear. I mean, the red flags are there. The red flags are there. Also, she calls the restaurant Birch when it's clearly called like Sun Cafe or something on the exterior. (laughs) But yeah, I like, you know, I do think it's it is a little soon after she moved in for Katie to be sort of like inviting herself over. But at the same time, like these guys are getting so much done in a day. They've probably lost five pounds since they met. I mean, I think about like what we discussed, what we both did today. And then I look at this movie. Yeah, they've done a lot. I'm a loser. No, I know this definitely makes me feel like a loser in that sense. Like they go for runs and have, yeah, they have a lot of things going on. I mean, I work out, I, I know I work out, but like these people go for, that's different. When you go and then they run. go for like lunch and then they, you know, are making dinner for their, I mean, like, I just can't. I can't imagine the energy. And that's like, I don't even think I'm depressed right now. Like this is me full fire, like go firing from all four cylinders right now. And I just like, you know, I'm an idiot. So Katie's biking around and like suddenly this person with the hood is biking behind her. It's very pretty little liars. Like she's just on this path, like trying to like, you know, tear it up. And this person's like absolutely banging their wheel into the back of her bike. So she falls like manages to get out of there. It looks like her arm is broken. But what I noticed here was that she's fucking ripped. Like they put all this dirt on her arms to make it, you know, to sell the fact that she fell. And her arms look so, she looks so fucking ripped, dude. Like dude, she's super ripped. Yeah. I mean, that's the goal, I guess. Right. So Louisa helps her bandage her foot and she's like, did you see anything? Louisa's like, no, just, you know, I just saw your bike on the ground. So Dan comes in and this is his first time seeing Louisa. And it seems at first like he doesn't even notice her or like maybe he's ignoring her. It's fascinating how different guys lie or like can't like manage to hide things. Right. I think it's the difference in their voice. You can tell like it's their voice that gives it off right away. Definitely. 100%. They just feel so uncomfortable. Like, that's why it's just like, why are you even like, I can see it in your eyes and your voice. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. (laughs) No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Cause it's a, it's always a, mm -hmm. yep. So she's like, well, keep an eye on her. Okay. Like she's can have a concussion up to 24 hours later. And Dan gives Louisa like a really weird look when she's leaving. So turns out that Katie's fine you know, Louisa found her, blah, blah, blah. So in the morning she's making eggs and Dan seems very distracted. And he says, it's just work. You know, he's sorry. He's, he's trying to be home early to help her more. And she's like, no, you got a big promotion. Like you got to be out the door. I get it. So before they, before he goes to work, he stops by Louisa's and he's, this is where he's going to confront her. Um, let me know think about it in your head. If this was your situation, if like you you didn't know that your ex's like brief girlfriend moved in next door, if you would be happy with how he handled this, 
2808 to 2908. Hi. Hey, stranger. Look, I just want to come over here and find out. Um, I'll ask you. Ask me what? What are you doing here? Well, it's a beautiful neighborhood, isn't it? So it's just a coincidence? I guess it is. Yeah, now you're friends with my wife? Oh, she's lovely. Right. So, what is it? So, why am I friends with your wife, or why am I here? No, why are you here? I needed a place to live. I fell in love with this house. Uh -huh. It doesn't bother you, does it? No, it's fine. It's just this is, this is a good neighborhood. See you around, neighbor. When he said this is a good neighborhood at the end, did you think that he was being like, don't trash it up in our neighborhood? I think he was, or I also think he was just kind of ending the conversation. Yeah. They're kind of all, I mean, they're all really awkward, but also why would he do that confrontation out in the open? I mean, I guess he doesn't really have an, any other place to do it, but that just made me laugh too, like, is Katie not going to look out the window and see this? Yeah, it's it's tough because like, I mean, so if this was how your boyfriend handled this, if you had like, if you had his ex-girlfriend living next door and you didn't know, would you be satisfied if the, the, you got to like replay it later and see it? Would you be satisfied with this confrontation? I think I'd be neutral just because it's like, you already met her. Tell me first. You know how, do you see how he like spoke to her before he let Katie know that they yeah. dated? Like he was hesitant. It's like, why don't you just tell me first before you go and confront her about it? So then we can discuss it. Like, that's what I found extremely odd of him to do, which is why I was, his character questioned me when he was doing little things like this. Yeah. Yeah. This was, yeah. I mean, and her calmness is also so scary. He was should have gone right back to, into the house and been like, I have to tell you the truth. That neighbor yeah. where I know her, like, stop hanging out with her. Like, because her calmness is very eerie. He should have protected Katie better. So he is at the golf course later on and he calls Katie and is like, can you meet me at the house in like a half an hour? I want to tell you some stuff. I got the locks changed. And so when Katie's at home, she finds a new key under the mat and she's like doodling some snails when Dan comes home with Chinese food. And they're about to talk about whatever it was he wanted to talk about when he gets a call. They need him back at work ASAP. And she's like, no big deal. We can talk about what you want to talk about when you get back. I'd be like, quit your job. No way. No yeah. way. Are you saying, can we talk? Meet me in a half an hour? Like, I first of all, that's I, how can you get anywhere in a half an hour, but then meet me home. I want to talk. Sorry. I have to go to a business meeting. He, I mean, it feels like he's cheating, but I think he's actually just incredibly inconsiderate. His way like of communicating is terrible. Yeah. 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 I wonder he's what his family's like. Probably the same. Do you think he's a mama's boy? Um, yes. 100%. Yeah. That's why he picked like Katie is such like a, good girl yeah it's because i mean madonna whore if they met in college really like what class or how do you think they met they definitely didn't meet at a bar if they met it was probably like if i actually would say that they probably did meet at a bar but they were both the dds 
And so they like, you know, started talking Uh, or maybe it's like they met in a volunteer group or they were put into some sort of like, you know, they both volunteered for something and were put into a group or whatever. I think that like his major was something she needed to take for like her minor basics class, you know, like where he knew or vice versa. Like one of them had much more knowledge about the subject than another. And it was like, well, why don't you help me study? And then that's how it unraveled. Yeah. And wait, they are both artists. So like maybe they did share like, you know, a fine arts major and he also was doing architecture. I wonder what school they went to guys. We've, this is what I do. I'm so sorry. I mean, the filming location is LA that's on IMDb. It says filming location, Los Angeles, California. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe UCLA kids who knows. So Dan's packing for his work trip and she's like, so wait, why did you change the locks? And he's like, oh, the old neighbor used to have a key and I don't know where it went. So I thought it was the safest thing to do. Let's play this little scene right here. 3226 to 3445. I need to talk to you about something. And it's probably nothing, but I don't want to keep a secret from you. Okay. Tell me what it is. It's about Louisa. Louisa. Next door, Louisa? Yeah, she mentioned me. About last night? No, 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 before that. I don't understand what you're talking about. I used to know her. You knew her? We dated. girlfriend no 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 nothing like that we we went out a few times and it didn't really go anywhere and it was years ago how come you didn't just tell me last night i i, I don't know I, I was in shock she was right there in our house she hadn't said anything can i ask how she ended it well that's the thing is that she didn't end it. I did. Or I, I suppose I, I should have. I, I should have told her it was over, but I didn't want to hurt her feelings. So you ghosted her? I'm not proud of it. Well, I can just go over there and have a conversation with her. Find out what her intentions are. I don't know, babe. You think that's a good idea? Well, why not? I mean, she seems harmless. Okay. (laughs) If you think so. Listen, thank you for understanding. I love you. Marissa, I don't know about you, but thank you for understanding would have sent me over the edge for almost no reason. Like, I actually do know the reason I'd be like, are you like, I understand. Do you understand? Like, do you both like, I would like that would have driven me off a ledge for some reason. The part about like, why didn't you tell me first? Yeah. But also like, just like, even at the end when he's like, thanks for being understanding. It's like, yeah, like in my under, I mean, 
understanding, like, like, of course I, I under, I intellectually understand, but like, this isn't okay. He set up a whole dinner for this scene, didn't he? Like she walks in and like the kid, no, no, that's late. That's when, um, that's when she's like, finds the thing in his bag. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was that part. I was confusing them. He should have just done that. Like, I know that bringing Chinese home was like at the time, like what he thought was appropriate, but it escalated too quickly. Why can't he just be like, we used to hook up a little bit. We went out for, we went out to a couple parties. We used to hook up. Like it wasn't a big thing. I know her. Yeah. Yeah. And also just like the way he says dating, it's like, don't muddy it. Like you obviously didn't feel anything for this person. You fucked, you guys fucked. So at the golf course, Katie invited Louisa to come along and she brings up that Dan told her about their past. And Louisa's like, I'm so sorry. I didn't want to bring it up because you guys seem so happy in your marriage. And Katie's like, well, I know we ended it poorly. And Louisa's like, no, it never even crossed my mind. In fact, I found someone new. She says that she found like this great guy or whatever. So yeah, Patrick watches on from his car later on as Louisa corners Dan in the driveway. And Dan's holding flowers for Katie. But to Patrick, it looks like he's bringing the flowers for Louisa. And so she's like, we should get coffee sometime. And Dan's like, I don't think so. I'll check with Katie to see if we're free. And she looks very rejected by this. She can't even like hide her. I don't know, like the inner child that's so deeply wounded when he says this, that she goes home and she cries in the bath. And like while she's crying, we see this like she has this red dress that's hung up and first you're like, okay, well, she's going to put it on what's going on. And then she picks up just this raw photo. It doesn't even have a frame. She's been carrying around this loose photo of the two of them on probably new year's Eve. And she's wearing that red dress. What did you think of the loose photo? Why are you carrying that around? And who took this? Like he probably doesn't even know. It's like the one party <laughs> picture they have, like they probably didn't even go out and meet that many people or talk, you know what I mean? They probably didn't co-mingle or, or were social with people. That's probably no. the third thing. But she, I mean, she, I don't know. She held yeah. on to it. Yeah. I mean, it is their best picture as a couple. I will say that. So probably their only one too. <laughs> she realizes that the spare key won't work anymore. And she like absolutely hurls it across the bathroom. So Dan and Katie go out to dinner again. And she says her book is coming along well. And she tells him about her conversation with Louisa. And Louisa's like, no, I apparently Louisa didn't care that you dumped her, Dan. So Dan sounds almost disappointed when he hears that, which would have also made me snap. Yeah, I saw that in his face too and heard it. And the way that Katie just handled it, why did she not get so upset over that? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Cause it's, these are one of those things where it's like, you're not even insecure. It's just like, go handle your shit. Like clean up your mess. You know, like, it's like, of course I'm not threatened or intimidated by that. But like, why do you have all these fucking loose ends? Like go clean it up, loser. Like, I'm not dealing with that. Yeah, we've been married for 10 years. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like that almost makes it worse. It's like, we've been married for 10 years and you can't say to some girl you went out on a few dates with to like pack it up and respect your family. Uh, I don't know. I, that would, that personality type pisses me off. Yeah. So her sister, she's talking about this whole thing with her sister and she's like, well, Dan, you know, kind of feels like he's being stalked and 
her sister goes, you can change your friends, but you can't change your exes. So I guess I don't really remember that scene. I guess I'm kind of like blacked out during that. But Louisa is looking at male escorts that night. And there's a guy named Finn that catches her eye. What did you think of Finn? He's like a B. I mean, at first I thought he had glasses on in the photo. He's just um, a Dan lookalike. Yeah. Like a Dan lookalike, but like a... Oh, I guess I couldn't be able to compare like brand a brand name. Like he's the he's it's because Texas has like Hill Country Fair, which is one of our main a knockoff brand. He's a knockoff brand of Dan. That's what he is. Yeah, he is. Yeah. What did you think? He's not a type of guy that I would even register visually. Like I that's I know he's supposed to be attractive, but that's just like not my type. Like I think Dan's like like you know closer to reasonable like these these men i'm never i'm i'm almost never attracted to the guys in these movies but i don't know like i i don't know i don't know i don't think i i don't think i could navigate a website full of male escorts and pick the right one based on a picture also why escorts why couldn't she just get a regular guy i mean why she have to pay someone because it is weird like what yeah. she's the game she's playing is a little weird. I would say if anything, she's more like emotionally tidy than Dan is because like Dan's like, you know, got all these loose strings hanging around where she is like, I'm just going to hire a guy. So that way I don't have to explain anything to him. I don't owe him anything. Like it's a job for him because it's a job yeah. for her. So let's play this little clip of Louisa and Finn meeting 4117 to 42 minutes. Louisa. You must be Finn. So, what can I do for you? Well, I guess that depends. Well, tell me what sort of things are you into? Nothing like that. Just to spend some quality time together. Two weeks. I need you to tell people that we're in a long distance relationship and you just got back in town. Think you can handle that? Is that all? Yes. And you start tonight. Let's go. Okay. Okay. So Patrick is like watching a duck in the pond, like from in from his car. He's in the park, like watching Katie. And she like quite literally runs into him. He like hangs out behind a tree so that she'll like bash into him. And he's like, I need to talk to you about your husband and your neighbor. And she's like, I know, I know everything. And she's like very annoyed by Patrick. It makes me feel like there's like some drama that we missed out on. Like maybe Patrick got like drunk and a little handsy at a party, like, cause he's not socially involved with them. And she kind of blows him off pretty quickly when she sees him. And he was giving her the eyes at that pop-up thing she workshop she had go on like what straight single man goes to like a kitten painting workshop by himself on a Saturday he's in love with her yeah he's giving her the eyes so Katie's drinking with her sister that night and she's like I really needed this you know I just that was so crazy that that guy came up to me and her her sister's like yeah I think it's a uh, really bizarre he didn't just come to your house and she's like well by the way 
speaking of my house, I have a spare key to give you. So her sister like kind of plops it into the inner pocket of her purse. Like I, I think that they're supposed to be wasted, but like I had anxiety watching her sort of just like toss that key into her purse. So then they randomly run randomly run into Louisa and her sister's like, I got to go. I've got an early morning. And she sort of like makes a face, you know, and Louisa knocks her purse out of her hands and makes like they clean it up together. And like, this is obviously Louise's opportunity to steal her key. And so the sister takes off and Katie's like, I'll take a ginger ale because <laughs> Louise is basically making her stay to meet her escort. And yeah, I mean, there's like a little meeting there. And Louise is like, I'm so glad that the two of you can finally meet, which like, as if like, I would, be, yeah. I mean, like, why doesn't Katie just say like, Oh, us like, Oh, I mean, I just, you know, we're just new neighbors. So, yeah. You know, like I would have absolutely like grounded her there. And then yeah, like, like, you don't about- have any other friends in town. Yes. Think about what you're saying. Like also, why did she even, why, how did she even wind up there as a single woman buying a house in like a neighborhood like that? How did she wind up there? Was there I want to know what her occupation is. Yeah. I don't even think she has like a lie of what she does for a living. I think it's possible that they just, Katie didn't ask many investigatory questions. Right. So basically like Katie's, you know, leaves and Finn's like, you know, after, after Katie leaves, she like tosses a pile of cash at him and she's like, you know, just keep the act up. So Louise is making smoothies at her place. And she's, (laughs) this is when she starts putting carpet cleaner into the blender. She brings these like carpet cleaner smoothies over to Katie. So the first time it happens, Katie doubles over while she's running. She's like, I think I have a cramp. And so Louisa helps walk her home. What did you think about like the amount of smoothie that was left in that blender that she poured carpet cleaner into was insane. Like it was a full blown. I was like, is she, she wasn't like, measuring her proportion? Like everything was measured terribly. Yeah. But also like, what about all that leftover smoothie? Exactly. Like, why didn't you just make enough for her why'd you have to make so much with all of your carpet cleaner she can't reuse it again you know how smoothies go they're bad the next day absolutely so dan's at the range and decides to call the house and katie's sleeping and louisa's just like sitting there watching her sleep so she helps her you know out by answering the phone and he's like who is this and she's like it should be your wife but i'm filling in for you for the day so he's like put my wife on the phone katie is basically like i'm okay Dan, man, he looks very concerned, but he goes back to his game, which is another like, Dan, get it the fuck together. Like you just called your house and this girl that you ghosted, who's like very intense and oddly calm. She's sitting there with your wife. Like that's like, go. How can you turn back to your golf game? He was just at the like the range too. Like he wasn't even at a real golf course. Like just turn around and leave. Also, like, didn't he just get a promotion? Like, why do you not? Why are you not trying harder to make a, like, what's your work like right now? So I guess this guy that he's always with is this guy, Josh. And I think that his job partially is to entertain Josh. And that's why they're always at the club together. Oh, okay. That I think is a real job. Like it is, which is kind of like crazy to think. I didn't know. I thought Josh was just like a, a golfing buddy. I guess now that makes sense. Yeah, there's the the weirdest line in this movie is at the very end and it comes from Josh. It's fascinating. But yeah, like when Dan comes home, Katie's eating with Finn and Louisa in the backyard. And Dan's like kind of annoyed, you know, he's like, 
Why didn't you call and update me that you were having like a little party back here? And Finn's like trying to just like smooth everything over. So he's talking about like what an amazing artist Louisa is and like, you know, or Katie is whatever. And Dan, like, you know, it's just like, Finn, who are you? Like, apparently he's a long distance boyfriend. So Dan's like, how long are you in town for? What do you do? He says he's in finance. Like, it seems like Dan's jealous. This whole thing, though, is one of those things where basically what the fight between Katie and Dan boils down to is that Katie's reading it as a thing where he wants to be out working all the time, living his life. And she feels like her life is on pause or that he wants her to keep it on pause. Like, that's how she's viewing it and not Katie. That's my ex-girlfriend who's obsessed with me. Or you don't think it's more like you don't have to do much. Just and she's trying to find hobbies, things that are like she finds hobbies as her dreams. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah, you're right. And also, no, you bring up such a good point, too, is that she seems very lonely. Yeah. Like, I know you said the word bored before because it does. It seems like she's fucking bored. But also, I think she's like lonely. Like she made friends with Louisa. Like they know so much about what well, at least we think so much already. Like I wouldn't open up to someone that fucking quick. Like who's my neighbor, who was with my husband. Not like that matters. You know, that's happened. But like, that's just, it's you kind of also being like, why is this person trying to get so close with me so quickly? She's lonely. She's accepting it in any form. Yeah. I mean, no, listen, at a certain point, like half the world is fucked. And I think we can like move on from that. You know what I mean? Like you're probably, it wouldn't be insane if you lived in like a massive apartment complex for- Oh, yeah. Potentially like an ex, you know, but like you've moved on. You're in a good place. What's so strange about it is like the fact that I don't know. She's like a little little like tear in his dating history that she doesn't know. Katie doesn't know anything about. But yeah, basically the next morning, even though Katie like goes to bed mad at Dan, the next morning, Katie like takes a turn because she goes to check her mail And there's a catalog for Mrs. Gatewood in there, except it's to it's to Louisa's address. So she's like, what? Like the mailman, like clearly Louisa is using her last name. I mean, this wasn't a perfect sell. Honestly, I needed a little bit better. Truthfully, they didn't sell it perfectly because she had to like discover that Louise is using her last name by going through her mailbox. And it just, I feel like there's better ways to have found something like that out, but that's, that's what kind of makes Katie turn and be like, okay, I need to go establish dominance. So she goes to Louise's door and confronts her 5134 to 5206. Katie, what can I do for you? Well, I just got this in the mail, but there must be some mistake. It's yours, but it has my name on it. Uh, they do that all the time. They mix up the names, they Google the addresses. Thanks for bringing them over. I have never had that happen before. It happens. But it is yours, right? Not mine? Maybe you should call them and change the name to avoid any, I don't know, further confusion. Sure. Right away. That doesn't happen. These confrontations are just so lame. I know they are lame. And like Katie does a lot physically, like the way she like huffs and puffs away from this house. Like you would think that she really just did something. And that confrontation there, you would think that that was like a real, like people 
moved away from that conversation changed, but like, she's just sort of like, she doesn't, there's no bite. I know. In what world does that happen? Like you're a brand new neighbor. I'm surprised that your mail forwarding has even worked. I know. I wouldn't even think she'd get that her mail that soon. It would take a while, honestly. Yeah. Yes, it's great, but you know, that'll take a while. What's like the craziest thing you've ever done to either like be in a room with a guy you wanted to be with or to like sabotage something that you was cannot going ask me this. <laughs> I need to know. No, I need to know. Is this maybe this is something I can answer at the end? I feel like I have to think because there could be a couple of things. Also, I've been drinking, so it's gonna come to my head. Hell too. yeah, bitch. I'm having I'm officially trying to win back my hangover. I'm trying to get to the other side of it. I've fucking you're like, Irish. Uh, Marissa, I am Irish. Thank you for acknowledging. And you know what? I will say that I did get gel extensions last week because I just was like, I'm fucking tired of not having nails. Like it's killing me. I forgot. Well, one, I should have like thought about what that would do because I have to type like, you know, 40 pages of notes. Oh, you get used to it. I know I get used to it, but right now I'm not used to it. And I was like, oh shit, like I gotta get this all out. Oh, I know you. I, yeah, I've had long nails before, but the you're thing like that I, pre- Peter Griffin gift right now. I am like that Peter Griffin gift. <laughs> and I definitely forgot, like, oh yeah, this is why like Trisha Paytas has like all these like, little like devices and shit to help her open her cans because you can't open a can. Trisha Wait, where did this conversation? Yes, drinking. Well, you know, I started drinking because I was listening. Well, I was getting, okay, this all connects. When I was getting a Manny Petty, I listened to your last podcast you did. Because I was like, let's see where I should be at when I do this. I did a little bit of research. I know you were like, did you even watch the movie? Yes, I did. No, I, I wasn't to- asking yeah. in a mean way. <laughs> no, I know I was- you weren't, but I thought it was funny because my best girlfriend texted me too saying, did you watch it? And I was like, yes, I watched it last night. (laughs) (laughs) She was like, I don't know when you made time for this. Cause my friend, like everyone is so used to being up to date with what I'm doing like that. That's why she was like, when did you have time to do this? I was like, last night I got into bed and I watched it, but I was listening to your last podcast and you were talking about the gin and the house that I'm sitting they I'm a tequila drinker and they only have like gin and vodka so I was like well I guess I'm gonna get a gin cocktail so I've been drinking gin oh that's wild yeah I'm drinking liquor here and well hitting a pen but you know yeah we're we're getting here so <laughs> wait where were we about the film what were you what's your gin cocktail so the gin cocktail I made was something with like some brandy I know and it was this special Gerald I I'm so Gerald, I'm sorry. I mixed around everything that was here in this bar. It has like Grand Marnier in it, gin. I put some Topo Chico in and uh, brandy and some lime, lemon, sorry, lemon. Okay. It's, it's, that sounds yeah, refreshing. I mean, it's a concoction of different. I don't think if I saw this in the menu at a bar, I'd, I'd order it, but I just got what I could here in this fridge. What do you think about, okay, wait, back up. Am I allowed to ask you this? What, tell me about the girl you punched in college. Cause like you. Oh my gosh. Yes. You're allowed to ask me. You tweeted <laughs> like tweeted, like getting my nails done or whatever. And then wait, by the way, did someone Venmo you for your Manny Petty? No jerks. But my dad Venmoed me today because I told him I felt sick and he was like, well, go buy some soup. And I was like, oh, well I get paid tomorrow. So I guess, uh, you know, I'll just use this to get a Manny Petty since no one wanted to send it. 
Yeah, no. Okay. I loved that you asked first and foremost. Secondly, you said like, I just saw that bitch I punched in college while I was getting my nails done. (laughs) So I will say I am not, I don't fight. I've never fought, but someone, my boyfriend cheated on me with someone in college and I was pretty drunk still the next morning. And I saw her waiting. He was my next door neighbor. So bad. He was my next door neighbor. And I remember he went to go grab his, I knew he had an 8am. So I woke up early, still drunk, like I'm going to see who's bringing him home. And there was this girl in the car waiting and she had her, she locked the door because she saw me coming down. Angry Marissa, still drunk. And I'm I obsessed. opened up, dude, this is not me at all. So when people hear this, they're like, what? Like you've done this before? And I was like, yeah, I don't know how I did this either. She had her window halfway and I said, open the door. And she's like, she knew who I was. And she's like, no, I'm not going to. And I was like, my boyfriend literally slept in your bed last night. Like open the fucking door. She refused to open it. I stuck my hand inside the, like where the window was, because again, it was halfway closed, halfway open. And I opened the door myself and I just kind of punched her in the face. God fucking, that's the, that's what Katie should have done. Okay. I know. Like- Katie did not get this. She was so strong. Why did she not do anything? Uh, you're right. Probably because Katie knows. See, I feel like I go to fighting in my mind as like an anxiety thing where I've never like fought with, I've never gotten into a physical fight with anyone, but I go to fighting in my mind a lot of like, okay, well, if I have to, I guess I'll, I'll defend myself physically, but I know I could never, I know I could never do that. I would fall like immediately. I would get my ass kicked, but <laughs> Like, I love that you followed through on that. Like, is it okay to punch people? No. But if no. you're going to punch something, you probably should have punched him. But like, I, oh, felt, I, I did. I, I understand you, you know, the, I understand that rage too, especially you're young. You just got hurt. Like probably, I don't know, hopefully for the first time that badly, like, yeah, I'd fuck it up. Absolutely. Like, I don't blame anyone for that at all. No, well, he got a good punching. I was also, <laughs> like I mentioned, I was still drunk when I hit her and if you know she I don't know if she'll hear this I apologize that I did that to you but come on come on you knew he was dating me that sucked too <laughs> yeah that's the that's the thing about the other woman you know so to speak right like in some ways like no it's she's not to blame for it she's not to blame it's no. on the guy but sometimes there's people where it's like you fucking know better bitch you know better like no. and also he's not that great that you would need to, you know, like, don't be foolish. You don't need to like ruin your life over this man. So Katie's unpacking one of Dan's bags from a trip and she sees like, first of all, it's like this teal green shirt that like, I don't know, like if, I mean, is Dan going to like Miami gay clubs in the eighties? Like this teal shirt was like, so out of, I don't know anything I would imagine for Dan, especially in a, in a work scenario, but there's like this perfect lipstick print on one of the collars. It looks like I mean, it looks like a girl who's trying to get him caught the way that that lipstick was. The intentional lip lip smear. Mm-hmm. And so she also finds like a loose earring and she's like, fuck. So she goes to help her sister at her shop. And basically like, it's a very short scene. I, I think they just put it in there to like diversify shit. But like her sister basically suggests like, keep your eye on Louisa. Okay. So when she gets home, Dan has set up this romantic dinner for her. And he has a gift for her. It's a necklace. And right away, I mean, anyone with fucking eyes knows that it's exactly the same as the earrings. But she doesn't have that reaction at all. Like immediately I'd be like, oh, is that what this is? Like, you know, but he tells her that he lost one of the earrings. She brings it to him. They sort of like have this moment of, 
I don't know, I guess rekindling. She gives it up easy. I would have like, I would be like, we're still not talking, but thank you for the necklace. Like, absolutely not. So we cut to a flashback of Louisa. This is like Katie's having a dream. Louisa's breaking into the house. She's planting lipstick on the collar. There's this like realization that Louisa was the woman who ran her down in the park. She got cramps from that smoothie. Louisa slashes Katie with a knife. And like, obviously, you know, this is where the dreams escalated to the part where she wakes up. So Katie's golfing by herself the next day. I mean, come on. Like, I actually do feel bad now. I Now that you point, yeah, she has no friends. So she's golfing by herself and Louisa rolls up and she tried to make a plan to like plan to hang, but she's like, no, I'm super busy. And it's like, Katie, no, you, no, you're not. You don't have friends. So Dan and Katie are in formal wear and Katie's doing the dishes in preparation for a dinner party that night. And this is a little scene between the two of them. 5643 257 38. Can I ask you something? Yeah, sure. What's up? When you first met Louisa, what happened? We met at a New Year's Eve party. Yeah. We went out a few times after that. And that was it. I don't know. I wasn't really feeling it. Do you think she was feeling it? Hey, listen. That was a long time ago. All right. There's nothing to worry about. I love you. All right. We're about to have a party. Let's not do this, okay? No, you're right. Let's go. All right, we gotta get ready. All right. He's so lame. He is so lame. They're both really lame. Yeah. Louisa's the most exciting thing that's ever happened to them, if I'm being honest. I, it, she really is. And my team, Louisa, all of a sudden. But yeah, Louisa's watching the dinner party from a laptop and she like makes a carpet cleaner smoothie, which is unclear. Like, I guess. I don't know. And then Finn comes in. He's like, are you making a mojito for me? And she's like, no. Also, whose go-to is like, like he says mojito. I know he said, yeah, he says mojito, (laughs) but also like who puts a, that's not a blender drink. No, it's a green juice. You idiot. Like they like, say like a daiquiri or something. Not yeah. That those are the things like the crock pot thing earlier where I'm like, oh my God, change it for the like now that it's like the script you, doesn't match up with the props department, change it. They don't though. Well, and so, yeah, he basically like sees that she's puts this like bottle under the sink. And so he like checks it really quickly after when she, he's alone in the room. So the doorbell rings in the middle of the party and Dan answers the door. It's, it's very unclear as to whether or not they're invited because Katie, I thought that same thing too. Katie's making a tight face, but she like is like, come sit down. But like, meanwhile, she looks so fucking perturbed and is like giving every other woman at the table, like the eye, you know what I mean? Being like, look at this bitch. Yeah. So the after dinner, they're cleaning up in the kitchen and Dan's washing the dishes. And suddenly he feels like these arms wrap around him. And when he turns around, it's Louisa. I'm like, duh. Like, I don't think Katie hugs you from the back, dude. I don't think, I don't think that's like Katie's style. Obviously it's her. And so she walks in, sees it. She assumes the worst and Dan chases her upstairs, basically like pounding on the door, begging her to like come in and explain what happened. But she's like, Nope, I saw what I saw. 
her bag is packed. She's going to her sister's house. And she's like, I feel like you're encouraging Louisa and that you like the attention. She goes, you said you never finished it with her. Now's your chance. So Louisa has this like mixture of like shock and thrill going on inside of her. Truthfully, she's like kind of loving it because she did want to separate the two of them. But Dan is also like clearly repulsed by her, which is not the update she was hoping for. Again, like we said, Louise is the best thing that's happened to their life. She's probably so like you all should be thanking me that I'm bringing this much excitement to your life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's hiring an escort to pull a prank on them. I don't know if it's like, I don't know if it's a prank, but like, I mean, Louise is really like doing something. She's making strong decisions where it seems like this family does not make any strong decisions on their own. And so for that, I have to say shout out Louisa. I never thought I'd come around on you, but when she gets back to her place, Finn is waiting for her. And I mean, this is, it doesn't help sex worker lore, but he's going to basically proposition her 102.54 to 103.30. So the smoothie in the fridge for Katie, for your run. I'm going to bed. Do you know what carpet cleaner can do when you drink it in small doses? Good night, Finn. It kills. I didn't sign up for this. We have a deal. No, we had a deal. I'm going to need more money. Okay. I, I did think Finn was going to be, I didn't think, I thought he was being genuine and it turns out he just wants money. Well, I'm starting to like, not, yes, he wants money, but so back to when they first meet and he's like, you're so beautiful. Like he's telling Katie that. And now he's like talking about the carpet cleaner. I'm like, where, like, what, what does he know? And what does he not know is what I, I was curious about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he might, she might've just said something like appeal to her ego or something, you know, I don't know if she was like hoping to long game it to the point that like Finn was hooking up with Katie or something, but I think maybe they were just trying to like poke some insecurity in the marriage. But at the same time, I'm also like, you know what, Finn? Why not just take the money? Why not be like, all right, if you're going to murder her, fine, but enjoy the ride. I'm going to need an extra, you know, 15,000. Yeah. She has money. Where's this? Someone must have died. I think she like, I think that this woman is like a career killer and that she's like got all this money from somewhere. Maybe she inherited old man Jenkins money that passed away in the first scene. Poor fucking son of a bitch. So yeah, Louisa like hauls his body into her bedroom, which is a mess. I kind of loved that. It's like, I mean, this is a person who only plans what she's going to wear all day. Like her whole room is covered in clothing, like as if it's her job to change her clothes. She just wears workout attire. I know. I know. Well, I mean, it's kind of like refreshing, honestly, that someone's a little bit of a pack rat on Lifetime because usually these rooms are so sterile. She says to herself, this wasn't the plan. So she like flashes back to earlier that night and all of the other times that Dan basically rejected her. So she opens up the drawer next to her and she finds the knife that Dan lost in his bedside table. So she has it and she uses it to stab Finn and create a little, she creates a little Caroline Calloway-esque tableau 
on top of him with these like fake flowers and like this like semi-broken vase that like is definitely from 99 cent store. And she practices her 911 call before she calls and, and actually calls it in. So in the morning, she's meeting with the detectives, 105-44 to 107-08. Ms. Cher, uh, can you tell me what happened again? My neighbor, Dan, walked in on us in bed together, and he went crazy. And the deceased? Finn Cooper, my new boyfriend. Now, why would your neighbor kill your boyfriend? Honestly, it's all my fault. Why, ma'am? Dan wanted me to move into the house next door, to be close to him. I, I told him that it was a terrible idea. And then he came by last night? Yes. How did he get in? Well, he has a key. Uh oh. Okay. Now, you had been at a party next door? Right. It, but that was earlier. When I woke up, Dan was standing over Finn, and I tried to help him, but then he struck me, and I blacked out. And when you came to? Well, I called you. Okay. Uh, do you mind if Detective Evans and I take a look around upstairs? Please. She just looks kooky. I, I don't like that word, like, assigned to... I, I hate it, actually, especially, like, past a certain age. You know, kooky's a rough word. But she has this, like... The detectives are believing her way too much. And she's new to the neighborhood. Like, don't you think they would know Dan and Katie for a while? Yeah, yeah, and it's, absolutely. It's suspicious. Like someone just passed away in that house. And now, I mean, everything is suspicious about this, but no one gives it like a blink or a second glance at anything. There's been three deaths in the last like month, not to mention, you know, she gave Finn's real name. And as much as I'd like to say, like, there's nothing wrong with that, like that he's a sex. The second they Google him or whatever, they're going to find out that he is a sex worker. Yeah. And that's going to, I would say, tidy up the investigation pretty quickly. Like, I think, you know, you can go from A to B there pretty quickly. But the dudes are cleaning up the scene. The dudes, the cops are cleaning up the scene. And like, there's all these shirts of Dan's at Louise's house. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. So they want to talk to Patrick, who's like out on the street being like, I've got information. So he says that they're clearly having an affair, Dan and Louisa. He parks his car over there so his wife can't see. I don't know what that's about. He brings her flowers and Katie won't leave the son of a bitch because she's he's got her under his thumb. She had bruises all over last week. So the detectives, their interest is piqued by the potential domestic violence and they get together a warrant like literally a couple hours later and they go arrest Dan on the green where he's golfing. And I don't know, I guess I just I'm surprised that Dan's out golfing again. This time by himself, he's not yeah. even with Josh. Like, it's like, dude, you're just, your marriage is falling apart and you're golfing. I feel like that's just any guy now, honestly. I know. My internet boyfriend, Telly, loves golf, but I don't think he'd ever treat me like that. So Dan insists that they're making this mistake, but he doesn't want to hear it. So he's in the, he's being questioned and he tells the cops that he didn't do this. His wife and him got into a fight last night, but this is absolutely a setup. He went out with Louisa a few times way back, but it was nothing. 
The detectives are like, why are your clothes in her bedroom? You know, you've had more than one chance to be honest and your fingerprints were all over the knife. He's like, I want my phone call. So Katie and her sister are talking at the art shop and I'm like, why are you doing this here? I mean, I guess there's nowhere else to go, but if I was a sister, I would have like politely closed my shop that day. And she's like, I, you know, I just know Dan wouldn't murder someone. I just know Dan. Her sister's like, how do you know? And she's like, I don't know. I just know my husband wouldn't murder someone. So she's like, I'm going to go home and get some stuff. And her sister's like, I'm going to do it for you. I don't want you going back there with Louisa. So her sister's waiting in traffic and a big SUV comes up behind her and rear ends her. And she's seriously injured in the hospital. It's so quick. It goes so quickly. She's seriously injured in the hospital. And then the doctor comes in to the hospital room and tells Katie that the detective is there and needs to talk to her. So this is their little moment at the hospital. Like, why couldn't they call her out to the hallway? Like this sister's like maybe in a coma, like listening to this drama. Like, I don't know. But also like how this, before you play, like everything in this city, like it's a country club area. How far is everything from each other? Like this, this just happened. This was like a five mile radius. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's not a lot. You're right. It's not a lot. Are you saying because of like the all of these injuries are just like, well, like it's because like they're either at the golf course, their house, the art shop or like that one bar. Like it doesn't seem like it also seems like they're in a shell of a neighborhood, you know, like some people just stay in that area and don't kind of resort out to anywhere else. Like that is what because their life is just kind of boring that this You're is right. what they do. Yeah. It feels like Katie doesn't have like any cultural touchstones or anything. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like she should yeah. be traveling or something, especially if he's gone all the time and they don't have kids, like get out of the house, girl, like go to another country by yourself for a couple of weeks. I don't, you know, yeah. but yeah. So there's this scene right here. One twelve thirty one to one fifteen Oh three. I know this is a difficult time. But if you're up to it, the detective would like to ask you a few questions. About my sister. And your husband. Next. Well, Miss Cher believes that your husband is trying to kill you so that the two of them can be together. Kill me? Nothing's going on between them. So you are aware that they had been involved before? It was just a few dates. We found traces of perchloroethylene and ammonium hydroxide in containers in your kitchen cabinets. Now, normally these chemicals are found in household cleaning products, but they are poisonous. So? So we could have put it in your coffee, perhaps the food you eat. The smoothies. Smoothies, sure. Now, your sister was driving your car at the time of the accident, yes? Correct. We have a witness who saw the other vehicle deliberately run at full speed into the car your sister was driving. Now, we think this could have been a professional hit that had been intended for you. Now, one of your neighbors said that they saw Dan leave Louise's home a couple of weeks ago. Do you know why he was there? I need to talk to my husband right now. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah. Did you ever go over there? Yeah, I went over there to ask her why the hell she moved in right next door. I didn't think it was just a coincidence. 
But then she assured me that it was. And then she started following me wherever I went. Like she showed up at the grocery store, the golf course. She said she loved the neighborhood and that she fell in love with the house. And what else could I do? She's never gotten over you. You think? We have to get you out of this mess. I should have never left that night. Look, it's not your fault. What did you do after I left? Nothing. I was at home. Which means I don't have an alibi. Look, I even texted you before I went to sleep. But what good is that? I don't know. I'll find something. Some way, somehow. Look, you be careful. She's dangerous. I have to go. I love you. I love you. I love you. All right? Oh my gosh. I think the I confrontation. Would. Yeah. What would you do? Well, I don't know what I would do. I would just be like, why is there so much drama in our lives now? Like, well, I, I would know why there was so much drama in our lives. It's too much. I'd say like, this is like, you know, if we're getting you out of jail, I don't know. I think I'd be too pissed to put my little palm on the glass and wait for his to hit it, you know, on the other side. I don't think I would do that with him right now. I'd be I'd feel bad that he was in jail, but I'd be like, well, this is going to be a massive learning lesson for you, Dan. Like you could have just handled your business, but now you're being falsely accused of murder. Yeah, he didn't handle anything the right way or he has at least hasn't handled anything the proper way. Yeah, that's why you don't ghost people, Dan. Just do the adult thing and make a phone call and just say, hey, I don't think I don't think I can pursue this any longer. So Katie makes herself some dinner and decides it's finally time to Google Louisa. (laughs) Just like just classic. So she comes up as Gatewood when you search her name, it like auto corrects to Gatewood. And she has a verified Facebook page, which like absolutely pulled me out of this. Yeah. It is a very model Facebook page. You know, maybe she's like doing OnlyFans. Also, this is my like five minutes into meeting someone. This took them like what? This t- It took her like a week and a half to Google her. I'm like five minutes in like, I'm going to look at your Venmo. I'm going to see, you know, have y'all been talking lately? What else can I learn about you? This took her an arrest. No, it, yeah, it took her husband being falsely accused of murder for her to like be like, oh, Maybe I should type her name into this thing. Like, come on, girl. But yes, she burns her dinner again and she checks the smoke alarm and she realizes at that point there's a camera in there. So she sneaks over to Louisa's and the way she was sneaking, it was like the way a cartoon sneaks. Like she was so exaggerated. It was like very Scooby-Doo. The way she was sort of like had a hunched back and kept like lifting her feet so high off the ground. Like she was like... It just was, it was insane. It like, and it's like, babe, they're going to put music in. Like, you don't need to sell it that hard. But and meanwhile, Louisa just like walks over to her house with a hoodie on. Yeah. Louisa, in the <laughs> fucking clear blue day, dude, she's out yeah. there like Patrick and all that shit. Like, where was Patrick when Louisa was repeatedly breaking into their house in the middle of the day? He's like conveniently not there at all. <laughs> so Katie's like, just she goes right in. She digs around. She finds the spare key that Louisa took from her sister in this like junk drawer in the kitchen. And she goes up to the bedroom and she finds Louisa's laptop. And there's this little cat and mouse game. Louisa's going to come in right then. And Katie is like able to thankfully sneak out of the house. But it's very close. Louisa just like she realizes her computer is gone. And that's when she's like, all right, I need to do something. So Katie, though, she's. She's back at the house and she's realizing, oh, like she can see the first video of Louisa planting the cameras. And that's when she realizes like, oh, shit. 
And finally, she finds a little video that exonerates Dan of him like drunk. Cause after the party, when she left, he like got in bed with like a Heineken and like passed out. And she finds the video of him like passing out with this beer. So she brings it to the detective and is like, look at the timestamp, you know, and the way she says, look at the timestamp. It's so obviously dubbed in, like it was like the script didn't make sense or something. And so they were like, in order for this to make sense, you have to point out that it's the timestamp. So the detective's like, well, that doesn't mean they're not in on this together. So Dan, anyway, for some reason, they were able to like completely go around the legal process and just like release him from jail that night. So, well, I was going to say also, like she snuck into the house and acquired this evidence. Wouldn't this not be able to be used to release him? That's like all illegal. That's a really good point. That is a really good. That's what I was waiting for. But then again, I was like, oh, it's lifetime. They're not going to actually really get like, I'm not watching an an episode of Law and Order right now. No, you're so right. Because (laughs) like, I mean, Louisa did lie to the cops and say that Dan had a key to the house. But I feel like the only way you could get away with something like this potentially is if you had a key. Yeah. Because then like, I guess, you know, it's a standing invitation that you're allowed there. But a computer, I feel like, is an even more complicated device because everyone's own electronics are, I think, like, potentially, like, would be treated separate than yeah. the rest of their house. So Louisa has, like, let herself into their bedroom while all of this is going on. She brought the red dress she wore on that date, and she imagines Dan coming up behind her and telling her she looks beautiful And Katie's like back at the house by herself. Dan apparently is driving his own car back from the impound place, which is like, can you guys just go do that tomorrow? Like, I feel like he's been through enough. He doesn't have to like also get his car up from impound. And while she's talking to the detective, the detective's like, you just have to, you know, we don't have an arrest warrant issued for her yet. Just, we don't know exactly where she is, but consider her armed and dangerous. And Katie's like, no big deal. Then she goes, wait a minute there's someone upstairs. I got to go. And so she hangs up. I'm like, girl, keep the detectives on the phone. Like what? So she walks into her room and sees Louisa there. This is like one of the big final fight scene. 12510 to 12605. What are you doing in my home? I know it's hard to hear, but Dan and I belong together. You're crazy. I know you killed Finn and Mart. I don't know what you're talking about. When are you going to get it through your head? He doesn't want you. Yeah, basically she, the fight was quick. Katie pushed her down the stairs. She's, it seems like she's dead. Katie like walks out to the porch. The cops are pulling up right when she's like, you know, she's sort of sitting there. It seems like a couple minutes and they're like, keep your hands where we can see them. Dan's like rolling up to the house, fresh out of jail, like cruising, probably thinking about having a Heineken and some chips or something when he gets in. And he sees this fucking scene and she just tells him, you know, Louisa was there. I pushed her down the stairs and Dan's like, but wait, are you okay? And I'm like, 
nice priority for once, Dan. Yeah, Finally. she's fine. Yeah, like I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to let my like significant other, I wouldn't like if I like as if I would do anything to protect a guy, but like I wouldn't let my boyfriend go back to a his a house by himself if that was like if if we'd just been through that, I'd be like, no, neither of us are going there alone. We have to stick together or maybe just buy a new house. I don't know. Yeah. So, and as lame as he was, I'd want to be protected also. Yeah. No, I no. Are you kidding me? I like that's a huge priority for me. I'm like, I can't. Are you? I couldn't. I couldn't do anything. I'd be completely no. defenseless. So Patrick is watching and like taking all of this in from across the street. And then we cut to a prison. Inmate five six two has a package and she opens it. It's Louisa, <laughs> and she opens it. It's a coloring book and I guess a copy of Katie's newest book. And the note says, Louisa, practice makes perfect and you have plenty of time. Melanie, is that the sister? I guess. I thought, like, I, I was like, who? I couldn't even make out what the M was, but it is Melanie, right? Yeah, I think, let's see, MDB. I think that should be the sister. I think that's a little, like, cunty retribution on the sister's part, which be like, I just wish anyone would stand up for her the way that her sister just did with that little, like, cunty move. Yeah, yeah that's Melanie's the sister. sister. Yeah, yeah, I just saw that. I mean, it's kind of, I don't know. I just, I wish that these people were driving their story more. You know, that's like a, a thing with like movie writing, right? Is like, you don't want to read a script where like the main character is just having everything happen to them. Like they need to be active in their own environment. And that's like my thing with Katie, this whole movie is that everything's sort of just happening to her. And it's different than other Lifetime movies because like typically they'll throw in like a, you know, like something got worse in the situation because of the character's actions or they overreact or they make a strong decision. Like Katie's just sort of experiencing it all. And it's Mm -hmm. really off. I mean, that's how you wind up siding with the villain. So Louisa has like a meltdown in her cell. It's kind of campy. And we cut to like a little book party slash celebration of Melanie's shop being open for a while. And Katie's very pregnant. And they use like, they're like, by the way, like speaking of things to be excited about, and they walk over to this, like, I don't know, poster board that has a piece of cloth on it and they pull it off and it's like, it's a girl and it's a caricature. It's like a boardwalk caricature. Oh my gosh. I know the three of them and like what they hypothesize their baby daughter will look like. And then that's some like amusement park shit right there. That's what I was thinking. Like they might've just hired someone who illustrates at that level, which like is pretty impressive because these people draw all fucking day long. But I think they probably just hired someone to do all the art who like traditionally does something like that. I just want to know who wrote that in there. The poster. The caricature. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the the worst part, though, is there's so many of these movies that are based on like sort of the premise of one or both of the main people being an artist. And they're always so bad. Like, it looks like you would fail like art to your senior yeah. year if you handed in half of this shit. But then this is this is the line that I've been waiting for this whole movie. OK, Dan walks homeboys over- line, right? This is homeboys line. His friend. Yeah. Is this one you were talking about. Okay. Yeah. So Dan's like, oh, are you guys going to get started? And his friend goes, we've got a play date. You want to watch? And I'm like, are you cucking? What? Like, this I guy- don't remember this part. 
it was very subtle. It was like almost like the music started to drown it out, but I just caught it. And Dan's like, dude. And he like laughs like, I'm like, are you offering to let him come over and watch him like watch him fuck his wife? Why did I not <laughs> catch this part? It felt it was like it was because it was so it was so minor because it's like the music had started to swell like the girls were congratulating each other in the background. So it's like it was sort of like a buried. It wasn't even a real line. If I have to be honest, I'm sure it was like improvised. But it just was like it's almost that weird actor thing where it's like, no, that's not how normal people talk. Like, calm down. Like, that's that's like actually like a little too loosey goosey to be like interesting ending to this film i know i mean i didn't think louisa was gonna live i didn't think so i thought she was dead when she was there on the stairs i thought she was dead too i'm surprised i'm shocked she lived i i'm and by the way they're also operating potentially under some sort of assumption that she's had a trial because like when we see her she's in prison like that's prison jail is like very different so like they already i mean i guess in the time she got knocked up well because my thought too was like they don't hand you your packages like that because right. I mean, they give her the crayons, the coloring book, like, aren't they going to, sometimes they can see that some of these objects can be used as weapons. So they won't give you a complete package like that. Right. I don't know anything about prison jail. Yeah. Like, I mean, I just know that prison. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it would be, you could probably get a package like that easier in prison. I also know that in prison, she probably wouldn't be like in solitary like that or like have her own cell. She's not Hannibal Lecter. She'd be like in a psych ward. Yeah. 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 She's not like, she's not, there's plenty of women in prison for doing shit exactly that crazy. What are her charges? Like I, I'm, I, you know, we'll never get that far in lifetime. I wonder if they got her for like the death of the old man and the cleaning lady, Alice too. I don't know. I don't know. I wish someone in this movie would make a fucking decision though. Besides Louisa, this has on IMDb. This is rated currently 4.9 out of 10. I always see that number. I mean, the reviews are really not great. Let me just really quickly peep IMD like the goofs and trivia before we wrap it up. What do you give this so much for doing this? Oh, me. thank you for asking me. What did, what do I think of this? Did you ask? Yeah, me? like 4.9. What do you give it? I mean, this isn't bad enough to have like, I don't know, like that. I just always think it's so random. Actually, let me check and see what the reviews on Amazon are. Because I have a theory that people who are like involved try to get over to Amazon and rate them as soon as possible. Because IMDb is just like, that's what the public goes to when they want to review something, I think, but on Amazon, it has three stars. I mean, listen, I don't know. I I would give it like a, I mean, for me, that's just because the lead character doesn't have any agency. I would have Mm -hmm. to give it like a, I don't know, a three and a half or a four. I mean, yeah, I'd give it a four too. But then sometimes they see some of the worst lifetime movies ever and they have a pretty decent average i don't see any like trivia or goofs i mean babe we're both i think we're both sort of hanging on for dear fucking life here but i had so much fun with you can we if you are ever in la again or if i'm in austin can we hang out uh yes i will actually be in la in may oh i'm so excited we have to hang oh yeah we have to we'll definitely meet up and if you're in town too well, I'm going to be in Pasadena for a festival. Thankfully, it's a one day. I could not make a fucking three-day festival for the life of me. No. It's called Just Like Heaven. I'm sure you've heard of it. 
So I think it's only happened like maybe two to three times. It's like a super like, like the lineup is like MIA block party. Like, you know, it's that early 2000s alternative indie rock. It's more alt rock, isn't it? Yeah. It's going to be one day. It's on a Saturday. I'm going to probably fly in on a Thursday, leave a Monday. Well, they I live go, in like, Glendale. Yeah. I'm right next to Pasadena, babe. So we, I would love to hang. Let's go yes, get like, so let's go get, like some dinner. Oh my God. Delicious. So we should. And if you come to Austin, I mean, it's South by week right now, which I'm hiding from. I, I'm like out in the hill country of Austin right now. Thank God. But I don't yeah, mind. No, I love anymore. Austin. That's why I was like, oh, I probably did meet you like actually at a bar. Like I was like, I'm sure she's a bathroom girl. Like, you know, those girls you meet that you're just like, here, give me your number. Let's follow each other. And then you can never speak again. Like, I was like, oh, I wouldn't be surprised if that's how I met her because I feel like we followed each other for so long. That I, I know. I, I'm surprised either. I have one friend that told me, he's like, I'm surprised you stayed following me. I was like, why wouldn't I? You're funny as fuck. Like, <laughs> I don't unfollow people. I, I'm glad we have each other on Twitter. There's nothing that I hate more than having to like get, if someone pushes me to the point where I have to unfollow, I'm like, you fucked up because I'll follow I'll stay following just about anyone, but you know, I'll ride to the end. My algorithm favors you. You know, I feel like we're in a great place. Girl, this was a fucking blast. I know Thank this so was much. too. All right, you guys, Thank we you. will talk to you next week. Have a good one. Be safe. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Alexis Ohanian. You may know me as one of the co-founders of Reddit, but more recently, a large part of my identity is being a father to my two wonderful daughters. In my podcast, Business Dad, I'm hoping to open up the conversation about balancing careers and family. The one thing I constantly hear successful people say, without fail, is that they wish they'd spent more time with their kids. That's time no one can get back. So I decided to create Business Dad, to engage in the conversation about how we're spending our time now, providing a forum for successful dads to share their joys and challenges of being a working parent. You'll get to hear from a wide range of business dads, from Rain Wilson and Guy Raz to Todd Carmichael and Shane Battier. And while this podcast will talk about business and will definitely be featuring dads, I think everyone can learn something from these incredible conversations as we unpack the expectations we all have about careers, relationships, and ourselves. Business Dad is available now, so be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.